finally, that day came when she had to establish her own domain, but over his dominion, she had no reign. So one set out in pursuit of a higher fate and joined with two to form the third triumvirate. Journeys of departure branching into the unknown, but on these mics, this triad has found its home. In one accord, three she's offer you their counsel. Raise your frequencies to the Empress High Council. Great day, queens and kings, and welcome to the Empress High Council. Thank you for tuning in, and don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and share button. Great day, royal family. Welcome queens and kings, and thank you for tuning in to the Empress High Council. Don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and share button. And you can follow us at Try Empress on IG and Twitter. Welcome to season two, episode three. So today we're going to be talking about the value of networking. But before we start talking about the value of networking, let's talk about what we're going through right now during this pandemic season while we are all in quarantine. How are you feeling about being cooped up in your homes these days? I love my home, so I don't have a problem staying in and, and working from home. I actually love my home. How are you making out, Jazz? Yeah, this is Jazz Aphrodite coming to you from the three universal frequencies of love, music, and numbers. It's been an adjustment. I know the COVID has affected a lot of people. I have to admit that I think I had it earlier on in the season, and the crazy thing about it was that we were recording in the studio while I was sick. So I thought that I had a very extended cold. It was a chest cold, it was a head cold, but I felt like every time I tried to breathe when I went to sleep, like my lungs were being swallowed with phlegm. So mm. I didn't even realize that it was this COVID that's going around and it's rampant in the world, but it lasted for about six weeks. So I'm fine now, but as far as being home, I'm always home. So I'm used to being home and working from home and no big deal for me. It's just that I can't get out as often as I want. Not having the option is the problem for me. Yeah, I don't have a problem staying in the house. I love staying in the house, actually. I'm an introverted extrovert, so I love being in the house. My only thing is I don't even eat food outside of the house, but now all of a sudden I'm craving pancakes. I'm craving my favorite chicken parmesan <laughs> that only this one restaurant makes their clothes. This other place makes the best pancakes and their clothes. So I'm just having a food adjustment right now. So my weight is actually going up and down and up and down. I mean, it's seriously teeter-tottering. Yeah, my weight has gone down. I'm not eating as much as I used to because the food options are limited. A lot of places are closed. So I'm finding myself eating a lot of Thai food. Thai food is heavy on the vegetables and not enough on the carbs. So the weight is going down. So I'm right now, I'm in the 140s and normally I'm in the 150s. So that's something that I need to work up towards once we get back out in the world. Oof. Please invite me to whatever Thai food restaurant you Well, I guess you'll be tired of Thai food by then. I, I wish I had some Thai food right now. I'm so tired of my own cooking that I don't even know what to do. I'm just exhausted with this, this kitchen madness and figuring out what I'm going to make that's really good and tasty. And I think I've ran out of all, all options. I even tried to make bread for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Uh, 
that was a whole disaster right there. It tasted okay. It tasted good. It was pretty good for the first like two hours. Then it turned into a brick. And I was like, oh man, this is crazy. I did skimp on the yeast though, because um, I couldn't find that much yeast. So I had one packet and I used half the pack of the yeast. So I, it took 14 hours for the bread to rise. Yeah, I don't bake, so I can't relate to anything that you're doing in the kitchen as far as baking is concerned. But my mother did tell you to make sure that the bread rises before you try to bake. Yes. I remember that. Well. Yes, yes, yes. And I did. I waited. I definitely did wait for it to rise. And I know there's a lot of things that are going on during this season with people standing in the house. I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day, and she told me she realized she doesn't even like her husband. <laughs> yeah. I was actually laughing at, you know, laughing with her and at her. But yeah, there's a lot of other things that are happening while couples are cooped up in the homes together. It's a big adjustment. I never thought I would see this in all my life in America. Yeah, it's a true testament to really understanding yourself and then understanding your mate. Like, can you live with yourself when you're alone and quiet? Can you live with your thoughts and be alone with your thoughts? Can you live with your children? Like just seeing everybody's personality really come through. So I think even though it is a stressful time for some, it's also a healing time because you get to understand if the relationships that you are in are really for you, right? So as soon as this pandemic is over, it's time for you to evaluate if this is something that you want to stay in or get out of, because now you truly know the individual that you're living with. Yes. Absolutely. You get to see everything. <laughs> I mean, everything, everything. I'm Especially since we're not able to get our hair done, nails done, toes done, waxings, you know, all this other stuff that we are normally used to getting done. Those things are not getting done. Like I think day one of the, of the quarantine, I actually said, you know, let's take pictures every week to see what you look like. So I put my first picture on Facebook. I think like we're on day 28, I guess, of quarantine. I'm gonna just take a picture of me with a paper bag on my head and just some makeup on the paper bag. I'm gonna, <laughs> and that's just pretty much it. I don't, I don't know when the last time this hair got done. I tried to do my own feet. That doesn't work because I don't know how to polish. I cannot polish. Really? Oh yeah, I cannot. I cannot polish. Polish should be all over the fingers, all over, the, all over everywhere. Polishes everywhere. I cannot polish my hands or my feet. So in this hair, I just decided to go natural uh, about eight months ago. And I think I have five XYZ Jesus Omega Omega hair. I have the hair that Jesus had, okay? Because I was trying to braid it and it actually cut my damn fingers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, getting to know you. <laughs> so I have to get to know myself. Mm -hmm. I'm learning a lot. Definitely learning a lot. I know you guys out there, our queens and kings of the Empress High Council, I know you guys are out there just learning a lot about yourselves and as Jazz said, about your mate and just being quiet with your thoughts and realizing, you know, where do we go from here? What, what are we going to do? What does this look like after it's over? What do you think this is going to look like after it's over, Jazz? I don't know. I don't know. I guess we have to wait to see. I guess we just have to wait to see. But we got lots to talk about today with the networking. Yes, we do. Definitely have a lot to talk about. And this is your thing, Tish, so. The networking? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? People say that I'm kind of like a, uh, a mayor. I speak to anyone and everyone in the street. If you happen to catch my eye, I am talking to you. 
and that's just pretty much it. I'm going to talk to you. So let's talk a little bit about um, networking and what the what is the value in networking? Well, the value in networking is to be able to extend yourself beyond my own words, to be able to extend yourself beyond your own resources. That's what I think the value of networking is. And also be able to learn from, from others. I think that's the value of um, networking in my mind. Jackie, how do you actually network? What do you do when you, when you decide, I'm going to go out and do some networking? What do you do? Well, I think before I even get into that, the value of the networking to me is making connections and generating exposure for the business, whether it be a product or service. So it's hard for me to see the value sometimes of networking because when you go to these networking events, some people are there for the wrong reasons. So there's always that fast talking brother who's there name dropping. And he's like, yeah, because I was talking to these people last night and he was saying that his CFO was trying to invest in my T-shirt line. And you're like, really? Your T-shirt line? Your T-shirt? Seriously? Mm -hmm. (laughs) For real? Then there's the group of women who go to the networking event because they're vying for that one available man. So for the whole night, they're competing against each other trying to get his attention. And then there's people who don't have a vision at all. They're just there just to have a good time and to meet some folks. And then there's those who just want to talk about themselves. Mm. So I've had some really bad experiences with the networking. I don't tend to network often. And so I think it really depends on the organization giving the event because then you can set the tone based on who's throwing the event and what the purpose is that they've laid out for the evening. Absolutely. What should we look for when we're networking? Because you're like the networking guru. Well, I've had all those experiences that you've definitely mentioned. I do love to network. I don't go to networking events anymore because of all the reasons that you just said. The networking events right now, no progress actually come out of them. You know, it may be a date or a hookup. I'm not going to a networking event, especially when I'm trying to grow my brand or my business, just to find somebody and hook up with them and date them. That's what actually happens out of these networking events right now. So what I'm looking for when I'm networking, I want to identify what the organization has. I want, I want to know what the culture is. I want to know what has happened, what came out of this organization, who is successful out of this organization, what relationships have they developed that actually panned out into something to grow your business or your brand. So I Mm. actually network through direct people. I don't go to networking events anymore. I ask for a referral and I immediately call the person. I'll even go look for my own people that I want to network with and try to develop and build a personal relationship with them. And I'll start out by email, a basic phone call, a basic hello. And you just, you got to network differently, especially during these times. Networking has to take a different position. It has to be a change in networking. It can't be event networking. Event networking is just not working anymore. Networking, not working. Yeah, I hear that. That makes a lot of sense. So the business that you want to network with, you need to really do a deep dive and do some research on Who's the head of this business? What type of resources do they have? What does the social media presence look like? You know, who is it that they that they know that you can actually benefit from? What can you what type of attributes do they have that you can 
uh, gain from having a relationship or experience with them. There are a lot of factors that go into the new networking. We cannot continue the old networking anymore. There's a lot of factors that go into the new networking. Mm. So I'm not as seasoned as you are, but when it comes to networking, I'll say that I'm looking for an even balance of people who are active entrepreneurs, people who are in a position to invest, and people who have fresh ideas and pitches that are ready to move and shake the world. Because this way you have enough people in the room to help and people in the room who are looking for opportunities, people in the room who can connect you with different people. So that to me is beneficial. There is one networking event that I do go to because I agree with you that we do have to change the format of these networking events so that they are more fruitful and more applicable to these times. But I do go to one. It's still in its nascent stages, so it evolves every time that I go. But it's called Six Degrees to Equality, and it's a partnership between two best friends with entrepreneurial spirits. Dr. Anne Marie Weathers and Alan Garvey. And what they do is bring successful people of color from all walks of life together in the same room to talk about roundtable discussions around a specific theme. And people share their ventures and businesses, and connections are made organically. And depending on the topic, smaller investment groups are formed and people go into new industries that they've always been curious about. But this time they're doing it under the leadership of someone who's already in the business. So they're being guided through the process. So to me, that's a lot more fruitful than just going and making these random connections. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I, I love that Six Degrees to Equality. And I'm so glad that that is an organization that's out there that's providing that experience for people because... Like you said, you go to these networking events, nothing actually happens. So now you're at a networking event where people who've actually accomplished something have showed up to give you some tools, some tricks, and a roadmap for you to get to the next level. And if that's someplace that you wanna go, these smaller groups are then formed and they're spearheaded by someone who actually who is actually successful in that particular field. That is a Oh man, thank goodness to them. That is great. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that on air because uh, we have folks now that, now they have a resource. And that's what we're here, guys. We're here to provide you guys with a resource for you to get to the next level and for you to identify what your passion is, um, what it is that you want to do to build yourself, your brand, and make yourself notable uh, in the world. So that's why we're here to bring you some resources. But this mm-hmm. degree state quality, I love it. I love it. Yeah, you can follow them on Instagram, Royal Family, Six Degrees to Equality. Now, let's talk a little bit about the importance of having a pitch and what is a pitch? And a lot of people talk about an elevator pitch. A pitch is actually a 30-second 30 30-second 30 soliloquy of you, your business, and what you hope to accomplish out there in the world. So that's what your pitch is. And it doesn't make any sense for you to open your mouth and have a conversation with anyone if you don't have a pitch to talk about who you are, your brand, and what you hope to accomplish. And how whoever it is that you're speaking to, if you know anything about their background, how you can benefit them with what it is that you're offering. You need to know that. Most Mm. people never heard of and don't have a pitch. I was surprised. I went to an event And this is an event of um, 
people have businesses, entrepreneurs in Queens, and I'm not going to say where the organization. And these were people who were somewhere in between their 30s to their early 60s who never heard of an elevator pitch. I just had to get up and walk out. I said, I'm in the wrong place. This was a business entrepreneur event that taught people who were in business to um, grow their business and entrepreneurs to start businesses. I was I was flawed. I was I was flawed. So guys, uh, you have to have a pitch. Whatever your business is, you have to have a thirty second pitch. No one no one wants to hear you talk for you know twenty five minutes <laughs> about your business. But just a small pitch, an elevator pitch, you know, an advanced um, elevator pitch is what you need. So your elevator pitch is 30 seconds. Your advanced pitch is when you're standing in front of a room and you have a floor and you can actually pitch for about one to two minutes. And you want to definitely have some key points for that. So I have a different spin on the pitching. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that pitching is extremely important because when you want to elevate your connections, you want to increase the value of the relationships that you form and you want to talk about results. Mm-hmm. So you want to replace the elevator pitch because oftentimes it's long-winded, it's directionless, and it's outdated. So there's a new technique that I cannot take credit for all the credit and the glory for this share goes to Lisa Nichols. And if you don't know who she is, look her up on YouTube because she's an amazing sister with a powerful story. But she does something that is called SNAP. And SNAP stands for Super Networking at Accelerated Pace. So what you do with the SNAP is you start snapping. So I'm going to start snapping to start snapping with me, Mm -hmm. please. The alchemist. Mm-hmm. So we snapping. Snap, snap, snap the ties to be clear, concise, powerful, and quick would be wise. Snap, snap, snap the ties to be clear, concise, powerful, and quick would be wise, right? Now, this is just setting up the groundwork for you to snap. This is not your pitch. This is just giving you the details and the criteria to be clear, concise, powerful, quick, would be wise, right? So what we're going to do is in 60 seconds or less, you want to lay your pitch and you want to remember you want to increase your unique serving proposition. So you only want to speak to the results of the product or service and not the process. Elevator pitches get caught up with the process. And lastly, you want to end with the question because people are not expecting you to hit them with the question at the end to get them involved in the process. So I'm going to try to do a snap pitch for my book, right? And I'm going to be clear, concise, powerful, and quick. Like Tish said, the pitch has to be 30 seconds or less. When you're starting this out, you might do 60 seconds and then you slowly wean yourself down to the 30 seconds. So let me start. Knocking from the inside is not just a memoir. It's a written testament that takes the readers on a journey to better understand their life path, what they're here to learn, their life purpose, what they're here to teach and share with the world, and to heal their past traumas and relationships. 
I'm looking for individuals who are interested in purchasing this memoir, not just to heal themselves, but to find their authentic voices by awakening to their life's calling. Who do you know? And that's the pitch right there. Boom. There it goes. Off the top, off the dome. Off the there dome. it goes. Off the dome. That's what I'm talking about. Let me give that. <laughs> let me give that some snap. <laughs> snap for that. Give that some snap at that. Okay. Yeah, I, I I really like Lisa Nichols. I have a couple of her books here, and um, I attended a couple of her seminars when she actually uh, came to New York a couple of years ago, a few years ago actually, two times. So. Yeah, and I do agree with you, um, the elevator pitch, and I, I still call it the elevator pitch because that's what people know it as. However, it's old, it's archaic, just calling it the elevator pitch. But you know what? You have to actually talk about results and you have to you have to conclude with the question. You have to conclude with the question. Who do, Who you, do know? you know? How can you help me? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that was always my thing. No, I, I always ask, Who do you know? Yeah. How can you help me. <laughs> And, and, I, and I follow up with people. Following up is extremely important. I'm always calling people, always following up, always checking in. And I actually turn these relationships into actual friendships. So now it feels as if I'm a friend to you. A long time ago, a very long time ago, I was a cold caller for a firm on um, Wall Street. And I used to get through the door all the time. And that's because I called with a, hey, hey, say I'm calling, um, your secretary, Jackie, right? Her name is uh, Daphne. And I'm like, hey, Daphne, how are you today? It's Tisha. Listen, quick question. Um, I know I was supposed to have a call with John today. Is he available? I might be a couple of minutes early. I don't know John. I don't know Daphne. Right. I'm cold calling. <laughs> and I remember I used to get a lot of, a lot of um, I got a lot of results. Um, every broker wanted me to work with them, but I got a lot of results and I've, I've, I've like some of the guys for the CEOs, they were like, Tisha, you know, you're really good, but no thank you. <laughs> you know, they put me down. You're really good. I don't know how you got past my people. You're really good, but thank you, dear. And I'll call back next week. As long as you don't tell me to put you on a do not call list, I'll call back next week. Hey, hey, Daphne, how are you? It's Tisha again. I know I didn't get to um, speak to John last week. Just was thinking about you guys. I want to just give you a buzz to check on you, see how y'all doing. Oh, we're doing great, Tisha. I, and I will develop a relationship like that. I don't know you. Never never met you. Never saw you. You could live in a hole. That's school. amazing. I will call you. I will call <laughs> I will call you. And don't call my number by mistake either, because I'll start a conversation with you. Yes, you will. I sure will. <laughs> I will start a conversation with you over the phone. I love being, I, you know, like I said, I'm a introverted um, extrovert. I don't, I don't, I don't have to be outside to develop relationships. I can actually do it at home, utilizing the technology and resources that we actually have. But now that we're home during this season, how do we network at home during this um, during this season? Just right now, what sh what should you be looking for when you're building a, a virtual relationship, right? So, and what is a virtual relationship? It's just it's the same thing as your pitching, your advanced pitching, and what you're trying to do is build a relationship with people who are in the industry that you are seeking to get into. You want to actually look at what type of um, you want to be consistent and humble first and foremost you want to be consistent and humble when you introduce yourself to these people and you also want to state your intentions but you want to build a relationship with people based on what their virtual footprint is 
So um, for future introduction into their market. So what are you looking at? What is their virtual footprint? You wanna know how many subscribers they have. You wanna know how well their product is doing. You wanna know what people are saying about their product because you don't want to get yourself attached to someone who has a lot of subscribers, but they're offering an awful product and now you're associated with that. So it's the same thing while you're home, uh, kings and queens queens and kings. It's the same thing. You'd want to be able to, you have time now to think about all the things that you wanted to do yeah. and work on them. And you have time to build your social media presence. I know that's an Achilles heel for me because it just takes so much time. It's another job on top of the business that you're doing, but you really want to find the social media medium that works well for you, whether that be Instagram or Twitter and really hone in on that. I know there's something called Black Twitter. I made a post the other day asking, what is Black Twitter and where in the Twitter sphere is it? Because I'm trying to find this Black Twitter. So yeah, it's a very exclusive club on social media. What? Not saying that, when I say that, I'm wow. not saying that this Black Twitter is an exclusive club. I'm just saying that the whole process of being on social media is an exclusive club. And to build your media presence is another thing. And trying to be innovative without having to take your clothes off or do anything that's scandalous to get followers is even more trickier. Mm. So yeah, we have our work cut out for us in that field. We sure do because I don't know anything about Twitter, Instagram. I had a 67 year old lady tell me about TikTok. Okay. I knew nothing about it. She was like, you don't know about TikTok? I was like, how do you know about that? So yeah, I'm definitely have my challenges with, with that and just getting to understand this whole social media algorithm because it yeah, is an it algorithm. Is. A lot of people know it, but they just not telling. So they're just having you show up on YouTube channels to say, oh, we're, we're going to show you how to do this. I've seen so many YouTube videos. I still don't know anything. So um, it's a challenge, but we're going to crack it. We're going to crack it. We're going to snap it. We're going to snap it. So when it comes to building a relationship, um, a virtual relationship, you want to know what their virtual footprint is. You want to know, um, you want to make an introduction. You want to be consistent. You want to be complimentary. No one, you just don't want to just bully yourself in the door. You want to compliment people. You're going to catch a lot more flies with honey rather than vinegar. I don't know who want to catch flies, but you know, with, with honey rather than vinegar. So you want to be complimentary and you want to be very careful because this whole social media sphere is very, very, very tricky. The folks know that you want to be a part of their market. Mm -hmm. So now you, you got to be nice and you're competing at the same time. So, um, you definitely want to keep your eye out for that. But first thing you want to do is actually write down a list of attributes that you actually want the people that you're trying to develop this relationship with, this virtual relationship, you wanna like write down a list of attributes and you wanna make sure that they check off in every single one of them because you want to share their body of knowledge. You want them to share their body of knowledge with you, but you need to actually have a list of attributes. You know, are they kind? Are they nice? What does their social media footprint look like? How did they start out? Did they start out taking their clothes off and now they're doing something else? Do you want to really be associated with, you know, with someone like that or, or a business like that? So you guys want to be very, very careful when it comes to, when it comes to that. And a little bit about attending virtual events. I've been attending a lot of virtual events since I've been home, uh, Jazz. Have you? I mean, that's the only thing we could do. <laughs> I've been attending a lot of uh, virtual events 
And when it comes to attending these virtual events, my personal goal is to attend these events, build a relationship and become a guest. Attend the event, build a relationship and become a guest. That's something that you want to do. You just don't want to be one of those people that's just watching, 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 watching when you have goals and you feel that you have something that you want to share to the world. So you find that particular event in the sphere that you want to be involved in. You want to build a relationship with the people that are sponsoring these events and you want to see somehow that you could be a guest. Like Jazz said, you want to make sure that you give them some results. You want to let them know what you can offer them. And make sure you have your pitch Mm -hmm. down pat. (laughs) Make sure you have your pitch down pat. Absolutely. So I have been hosting some lives because, as you know, I released my book during this pandemic, Knocking from the Inside. It is available for purchase on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, or through myself. You hit me up on my website. But yeah, I've been doing the lives, trying to reach a larger audience, putting it up on social media, tweeting nonstop. And also I plan to do some book readings live as well, just to get people into the actual reading. I was waiting for folks to finish reading the book so they can give me some ideas about the parts of the book that move them most so I can read those parts. Really experimenting with putting myself out there. The live situation is not really that daunting to me because I teach online anyway, and I've been doing that for 13 years. So getting in front of a camera online and talking is not a big deal, but having something meaningful to say to people is. So before you get on your lives, like Tis says, you wanna be a guest, but you want to be a guest with a purpose. What are you saying? Is it moving? Is it shaping? Is it healing? Is it helping? If you just want to be a guest just for comedic purposes, unless you're a comedian, that works well. But otherwise, you really want to have a message or something that is providing a service to people in these times because people are all over the place emotionally, spiritually, financially. So you never know what it is that you're going to say that will resonate with someone, but you just want to make sure that whatever you say, it is timeless and it is timely. So. Mm. Yeah, think about that. Absolutely. Well, I have something to say. I have something to say about the book Knocking from the Inside by Jackie Levine. Let me tell you, that book was a page turner. Guys, so let me tell you a little bit about the book, okay? I love it, I love it, I love it, okay? The book is light, it's heavy, it's deep, it's funny, it's mystery, it's spiritual, it's educational. Get the book. That book is Thank life. you, Titch. Oh, gosh. I could not put it down. I did read the book in two days. I started on a Saturday afternoon. I finished Sunday night. I couldn't even eat. I was like, oh, gosh, I got to turn. Oh, oh, God. Get that book. Get the book. Get the book. Okay. I got, how many, I, how many, I bought a couple for some friends. Yes, right? you did. Yes. I actually bought, um, is one of your books a limited edition? Yes. So thank you, Tish. I wanted to thank you so much yeah. for mm-hmm, actually mm-hmm. buying yes. so many copies of the book, but one book is going to be a limited edition. If you purchase it from me now, the stock that I have, you will buy it at the introductory price, but I only have a few of those left. I'm going to rebrand them with the different ISBN and sell them as a limited edition only because the texture of the book 
is a sand texture, meaning that it feels like if it's grains of sand touching your fingers, but it massages your fingertips mm. as you read the book. So it is beautiful to look at, but it's also healing to hold. And so because yes. of that, I'm putting a lot of money in it to make it. And I'm not necessarily making that money back because I'm selling it for the same price that it costs to make it. So I'm going to rebrand it as a special limited edition. So for those of you who want not just a book, but a artifact or a timepiece that you want to keep on your bookshelf, this can be it. Yeah, because my first book that I purchased, right, I got from you, but when I received it, it was just so beautiful. I did not want to crack the book open and mess up the binder and the binding. So I actually created a space on my bookshelf and I put it up there. There's there's only crystals. There's a crystal to the right of it. There's a crystal to the left of it. And that book just sits right there in the center. Okay. And I was like, okay, now I have to get one to read. But um, yeah, oh gosh, that book, the, the book is everything. It's everything from the cover all the way to the meat inside of it, all the way to the end. It's it's everything. As a matter of fact, yeah, I loved, I loved it. I loved it. It was everything. It was everything. And I'm telling you, ladies, there's not an experience in that book that you didn't have. Mm. Snap on that. Snap on there's that. There's not an experience in that book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's how you think. Mm -hmm. Snap on that. Relate. That's to do it, right? Snap on that. Okay, there's not an experience in that book that you cannot relate to or did not experience or didn't experience with a girlfriend or whatever. Get it. It is everything. Thank you, Tish. It really is. It really is. So we are going to actually um, have a new twist on what it is that we uh, do. And let me just uh, give me a second, guys, because uh, I know... You guys don't know. Should I tell them, Jackie? About yes, you how should. We're recording this? Yes, you should. <laughs> well, guys, we are not in the studio, and I can tell you, we have been um, recording from a professional studio. So all our recordings to you prior to this episode has been coming from a professional studio. So we were having professional studio time, and now we are recording from our home studios. Yes. So this is our first recording from our home studios with, you know, mics and headphones and all the accoutrements. And I know that we'll get better because we'll get, you know, other equipment as we go along. But um, we're recording from our home studios right now. So we're just going to take a small little twist and uh, what we do at the end of every episode. And at the end of every episode, we're going to give you, it might not be every episode, it may be once a month one episode a month we'll give that to you so we're going to add a crystal and a herb so we're going to add a a, a crystal uh, uh, so you can understand the um, attributes of a crystal and also the attributes of an of an herb and that's why they call me the alchemist because these are the things that i know so now you get the chance not only for me to be able to help you and show you how to uh, make a dollar out of 15 cents but also to understand um, crystals and herbs and we spoke about crystals on another episode so this crystal we're going to be talking about is the green aventurine right did i pronounce that right Jackie? because uh, you know i like to put an extra you know i like the, i that's i love to pronounce it that way i don't know why it's called green aventurine green aventurine but you see i still put that in there right <laughs> It has to do it. It has to do with my. It has to do with my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that's I, I that's what I want to call it. So um, it's a very positive stone for prosperity. Okay, it has a strong connection to gardens, houses, plants, geopathic stress as far as releasing it. Um, wearing it absorbs electromagnetic smog and it protects against environmental pollution. Okay, but green adventuring, okay, that's how green adventuring is the one of the money stones. I do want you to know that it is one of the money stones. So guys, if you can get you a little, if you're having a little, a little issue with your uh, financial resources, I think that's one of the stones you may need to add into your pocketbook. There's a couple of more, but that's just one of them you may want to add into your pocketbook. Jazz, you have anything to say about that stone? Yeah, it's not just the money stone. So I don't want you guys to be like, all right, let me go get some green adventure. I need to get some money. It's a stone <laughs> of abundance and opportunity and luck. So when you put it on, you attract all of the opportunities. So it may not come necessarily in the form of financial money, but it will come in the form of opportunities that can lead to other finances or other streams of finance coming to you so it is a stone to wear when you are about to go onto a job interview if you're going into a competition whether it's a first date or a tax audit and don't forget you have to program and clean your crystal so remember we said we're going to put it in our left hand charge it i dedicate this green adventuring to the greatest good of all let it be used in love and light and then you program it. I program this green adventuring to attract all of the luck and limitless abundance and opportunities that the universe has to offer. Put it on your left hand and see what happens. The first time I put mine on, I started getting like free lunches. The day I put it on, I went to get some food by <laughs> Hale and Hardy and they gave me my food for free. And I was like, this green adventuring is working, honey. So yes. <laughs> You want to get some green adventuring. Yeah, yeah. You definitely want to get some green adventuring. The the herb that we're going to talk about today is catnip. And as, as you can see, uh, that's why Jazz Aphrodite is the wordsmith and the author, because she goes into a lot of detail. I'm just going to give you the stuff in kind of like a, a nutshell. The herb that I want to talk to you about is catnip. And yes, catnip, the regular old catnip that you give your cat. And the only thing I'm gonna say about catnip is catnip is an attraction herb. So if you want to attract things into your life, you may want to have some catnip. I think they have catnip plants at Home Depot. You may want, even if you wanna get a, a catnip plant, you may wanna have that you know, in your house and add it to your repertoire of um, plants that you may have. If not, you take your catnip and put it in your little pocketbook with your green adventuring stone. And there you have it. You want to attract some prosperity, right? And opportunity. So we just wanted to uh, uh, throw that in there, give you a little twist and change some things up uh, around here and educate you guys um, on some of the metaphysical properties that we know about. So uh, your stone for this month is the green adventuring and your herb for this month is catnip. Okay, guys. So I believe that that pretty much concludes um, our session. I, it was such a pleasure. I think that I like this. I pretty much, I really like this. Yeah, this is very nice. But I'm excited to like really build a studio now. Yeah, agreed. 
hopefully the, the paper bag will be removed when we come out of all of this and I'm able to get some hair and, and makeup and nails done and eyebrows done and all kinds of stuff like that. Jazz, how are you getting your hair done? I do it myself. Sometimes my bowl would come and cut the hair for me, but you know, he is trying to stop my Mac game because he's like, you don't have no place to go, so you don't need a haircut. <laughs> but I will survive because tomorrow is my birthday and I do expect that he will come here with his clippers. <laughs> and hook his sister, sister, sister up. I got lives to do. You sure do. You sure do. So tomorrow is your birthday. Is. So kings and queens and queens and kings of the Empress High Council, we want to wish Jazz Aphrodite a very, very happy birthday. We wish her peace, love, prosperity, happiness, success, great health and wealth. And may she continue to dream and soar past her greatest dreams, goals and ambitions. Happy birthday, Jazz. Happy birthday. Thank you, Alchemist. Thank you. That was such a great birthday wish. And the date is April 20th. You guys are probably going to get this a few days after. So April 20th is my birthday. <laughs> hmm hmm So we're going to conclude this season two, episode three. I hate to say uh, goodbye, but we are going to have to conclude this episode don't forget that you can reach us if you need to on Try Empress on IG and Twitter. And we're going to leave you with this one final thought. Don't, Don't live, live in your yesterdays. yesterdays. Live, live in, in the, the vision, vision that you have for your tomorrows. tomorrows.